0: Hey Rocketeers, this is your host Greg Webb. If you want to hear more awesome audio adventures and are looking for a way to support the show, sign up for the brand new Rocketeer Club membership. As an official Rocketeer Club member, you will get access to the entire Purple Rocket Library ad-free. You'll also get access to exclusive series like our fully produced sci-fi epic Norb or the improvised bedtime stories I tell to my kids. You'll get activity books to accompany each of the seasons I'm releasing one per month until I'm caught up. You'll get discounted merch, book formatted read-alongs, and an app for a seamless listening experience. You can also gift a membership to your friends and family. So visit purplerocketpodcast.com or click the link in the episode description to sign up. Again, to get more audio adventures and help support the Purple Rocket, go to purplerocketpodcast.com or click the link in the description and sign up for an official Rocketeer Club membership. Thank you so much for your support, Rocketeers. And now, back to our show. Hey, Rocketeers, this is your host, Greg Webb. Before we get started with today's story, I want to give you a warning. This is the premiere of Season 2 of Grandpa's Globe. If you have not listened to Grandpa's Globe yet, I encourage you to go back to Season 1 so that nothing is spoiled for you. And now we have a special message from one of our podcasting friends. Hello, ear buddies. My name is Angela Ferrari, and I'm the host of Story Spectacular. Get ready to listen to spectacular stories you can take along with you anywhere. Stories like The Flea Circus. Step right up and grab your magnifying glass to watch the greatest show on earth. It's time for The Flea Circus. Fun characters are always stopping by, like Digger the Dog. Hey, Angie, I love Story Spectacular, but keep me away from that flea circus. (laughs) You will also hear some groovy tunes. In the Amazon, Jamazon, we'll be jamming down the river till the break of dawn. Subscribe to Story Spectacular wherever you get your podcasts. Rocketeers, check out Angie's show, Story Spectacular, it's a ton of fun. And now, back to our show. The Purple Rocket Podcast presents Grandpa's Globe. Season 2, Episode 1, All Tied Up Sawyer and Susie sat on their grandpa's couch next to their parents. Across from them, sitting on the love seat, was Grandma and Grandpa Boone. Nobody was talking. Grandpa twirled his beard and stared off at the fire. Grandma kept opening her mouth to say something, but couldn't seem to get anything out, Susie had checked out completely and was reading her favorite fantasy book. And Sawyer? Sawyer drummed on a pillow. "'Can we go out and play now?' he asked his parents. "'No,' they both said in unison. Sawyer groaned and sank deeper into the couch. He stared longingly out the sliding glass door at the backyard. The leaves above the pirate treehouse in Grandpa's giant oak tree were turning red, and the colors of fall painted the smoky mountains in the distance. So, his dad finally said, you took our kids all over the world using a magical ball? His dad couldn't believe the words coming out of his mouth. It's a globe, Grandpa corrected, still looking at the fire. And yes, we traveled the world. I swear we did everything within our power to keep them safe, Grandma piped in. Sawyer and Susie's mom narrowed her gaze at her. Really? And how exactly did you manage that, considering you were missing for who knows how many years? Sawyer suddenly heard a faint rumbling noise coming from upstairs. He looked at Susie to see if she could hear it too sure enough susie peeked over her book and met his gaze um i have to go to the bathroom sawyer said getting up from the couch me too susie said setting her book down synchronized bladders how lovely grandpa said sarcastically sawyer and susie ran upstairs and followed the rumbling noise he was coming from the attic When they opened the attic door, the rumbling sound filled the room. Sunlight beamed through the old window, shining on cobwebs and dusty antique furniture. It's coming from that chest, Susie said, pointing to a green chest in the corner of the room. They ran up to it. The chest was shaking so hard that it shuffled across the floor. Sawyer reached for it. Wait! Susie grabbed his hand. What? It's not like it's a bomb, Sawyer said. And then he thought about it for a second and realized that finding a bomb in his grandpa's attic wouldn't be all that surprising. We'll do it together, Susie suggested. Sawyer nodded, and together they counted to three. One, two, three. The chest swung open. Inside was grandpa's magical globe, shining, calling to them, spinning so fast that their hair whipped back. Then... As if sensing their presence, it slowed and a single destination glowed on its surface. "'I knew I should have put a lock on that thing,' came a voice behind them. The twins spun around to see Grandpa standing in the doorway. "'You're nowhere near the closest bathroom, so unless you're both planning on relieving yourselves on some of my precious collectibles, I suggest you head back down the hall.' "'But Gramps!' Sawyer started. "'No!' But it's shining with a specific destination, Susie pleaded. Someone needs our help. We're not going, young lady, Grandpa said firmly. Do you know how long it has taken your grandma and I to win back your parents' trust? It's taken them months just to let you come back here. We're walking a tightrope, and I'm not going to let you screw it up. But Grandpa, Sawyer said, it's chosen us. It needs us. "'Susie added. "'Sawyer and Susie nodded to each other, "'and then joining hands, they reached for the globe. "'Wait!' Grandpa stepped forward. "'The twins froze as Grandpa started taking off his belt. "'What, you gonna give us a whippin?' Sawyer asked. "'No,' Grandpa said, swapping out his belt "'for an old brown leather one from a box nearby. "'Just putting on my lucky belt.' "'Sawyer and Susie smiled.' They knew what that meant. Grandpa pulled the belt tight and then marched up to them. Your grandmother's going to kill me. They all joined hands and touched the spinning globe. (laughs) They were standing in a bustling city. Skyscrapers stretched up around them. Vendors sold exotic fruits that looked like spiked balls from a stand nearby. Down the street was a shiny gold building that looked like an ornate mini-pyramid, adorned with multiple steeples, carved tiles, and statues. Sawyer squinted at the foreign writing on the neon signs. What is this place? Bangkok, Thailand, Grandpa said, surveying their surroundings. Susie pulled out the guidebook and flipped it open to the page on Thailand. When did you have time to swipe that, missy? Grandpa said, nodding to the book. Oh, I, uh, I've been holding on to it for a while, Susie admitted. Grandpa raised a bushy eyebrow. Bangkok is the capital of Thailand, Susie read, avoiding her grandpa's questioning look. Thailand is a country located south of China in Asia. The official language is Thai, and the official religion here is Buddhism. There are over 40,000 temples or Watts as they're known here, throughout the country. Many are beautiful works of art. What's a temple? Sawyer asked. It's a sacred place of worship, Grandpa explained. People go there to be closer to their god. Hold on, Susie interrupted. Something's appearing on the page. Sawyer and Grandpa leaned over her shoulder to get a better look. Head to Watra Kau Temple, she read. I know exactly where that is, Grandpa said. Come on, I'll get a taxi. He whistled and a pink taxi skidded to a stop next to them. Susie clapped her hands. Pink! My favorite color! Good choice, Grandpa. Look, I know the timing isn't great and everything, Sawyer said, but I wasn't kidding about having to go to the bathroom. You can hold it, Grandpa said, ushering him into the open cab door. I'm also kind of hungry. They drove through the beautiful city, full of smiling faces, stunningly beautiful temples, and lush green parks. After a few minutes, the cab stopped near a vast green lawn. Sawyer and Susie stepped out of the cab and stared goggle-eyed. In the distance was what looked like a city of gold. Shiny golden buildings, some coming to a point like an upside-down ice cream cone, and others stacked in a pyramid shape as if built by Lego-like tiles, towered high above the pearly white walls. This is the Grand Palace Complex, Grandpa said, taking in the view himself. The palace itself has served as the home of many of the kings of Thailand since the 1700s, The king no longer resides here, but it is frequently visited by people from all over the world. It's stunning, Susie said, catching her breath. Does a princess live here? Sawyer rolled his eyes. Here we go again. No princesses here, Grandpa said. Come on, the temple is this way. Grandpa led them into the complex, where they passed gorgeous buildings made with the finest materials and constructed with incredible attention to detail. Sawyer noticed one building had little golden figures all around its sides, each figure decorated with little jewels and posing as if it was holding up the structure. They reached a building with a steep gable roof and silver and gold columns. "'In there you'll find the emerald Buddha,' Grandpa said." It's a sacred statue, about two feet tall, carved out of a single block of jade and clothed in real gold. No one but the king is allowed anywhere near it. My guess is we're not supposed to go in there. You're right, Susie said, reading the new instructions fading onto the page. It's telling us to enter the building next to it. Sawyer, Susie, and Grandpa followed the instructions and entered the small building. Beautiful paintings of the temple and countryside covered the walls. Oh no, Grandpa said, walking to the end of the room. What is it? Sawyer asked. It's gone. The Guardian statue. Susie and Sawyer exchanged a worried look. An empty platform stood just in front of Grandpa. They could tell something important had been there. Grandpa started looking around. Someone's taken it. The statues are never removed to be cleaned. See if you can find any clues. Sawyer and Susie joined Grandpa and searched around the room for some sign of who would have done this. Oh, excuse me, Susie said, bumping into a small, slender Thai woman on the other side of the platform. Forgive me, said the woman with a polite bow. She gave Susie a curious look and then headed for the exit. You'd mon eye. Grandpa said to the woman. The woman froze. He told her to hold on and tie. Yes, the woman replied. Hold out your hand, please. The woman's face quivered nervously as she held out her hand. Her fingers opened, revealing a single black feather. Grandpa put his glasses on and examined it. After a few grunts, he glanced back up at the woman. Who are you?" The woman hesitated, her breathing quickened. We mean you no harm, Grandpa assured her. I am Achara, the woman said. I am a guardian of the temple. Grandpa looked her over as if scanning her with his internal lie detector. Indeed you are. We're here to help. Both of us want to catch whoever stole the statue. And if you found that feather near the platform, it may be an important clue. Why would a feather be left behind? Sawyer asked. A giant bird swooped in and carried the statue away, Susie said sarcastically. Sawyer shrugged. Makes sense to me. Susie shot him a look. Maybe it's the dragon then, Sawyer suggested. No, the dragon was shut down, Susie reminded him. We sabotaged their operations. No, not the dragon, Grandpa said slowly, studying the feather. Something new. He turned the feather over. Interesting. It looks like the tail feather of a Siamese fireback, Thailand's national bird. What does it mean? Susie asked. You don't want to get involved in this, Achara said. Go home now and forget everything you've seen here. No can do, Ichiara, Sawyer said. The globe sent us here on a mission, and there's no turning back. Susie and Grandpa looked at Sawyer stunned. Even Achara shot him a shocked and confused look. Sawyer cringed when he realized he'd said too much. Achara stepped back. Please stay out of this, she said. I must stop them before they steal more. Fresh ink was fading onto the guidebook's pages. Susie gasped. "I know where they're going to strike next. We need to go to the Wat Luang Temple in Old City, Chiang Mai." Achara glanced between Susie and the guidebook with a look of surprised curiosity. "Fine," she said. "We'll go together." Sawyer clapped and rubbed his hands together. "Awesome! What do you say we start this mission off right with a little food?" Grandpa scowled at him. I am kind of hungry, Susie said. Maybe we can just grab something from one of the stands on our way out? Make it quick, Achara said. We haven't much time. Sawyer and Susie grabbed some delicious Thai food from a stand by the road. As they drove to Chiang Mai, they ate their food in the back seat. Susie enjoyed a creamy coconut noodle soup, and Sawyer tried the spicy curry chicken with cashews. Three bites in, he spat it back into the bowl, making everyone around him jump. "'What's wrong with you?' Grandpa said, wiping curry spray off his shirt. "'That is my favorite dish,' Achara said irritably. "'How dare you insult my country's food!' "'Hot, hot, 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 hot!' Sawyer cried. He stuck out his tongue and fanned it with his hands as if that were going to help. Susie handed him some water, but even that didn't do the trick.' The food was spicy, and Sawyer didn't do spicy. Sawyer whined all the way to Chiang Mai, putting just about everything in his mouth to smother the burn. But nothing worked. "'Will you give it a rest?' Grandpa said as they stepped out of the cab. "'We got you the mild curry for crying out loud. "'My tongue is melting! My tongue is melting!' (laughs) Don't please!' It's beautiful, Susie said, looking up at the temple in front of them. The Chiriluang Temple looked like a square stone pyramid. Its ancient steps led up to a stone building with a wide arched doorway at the top. They climbed the steps and went inside. A crowd was gathered around a man on the floor. He was holding his leg in pain. Achara ran up to him. What happened here? Uh, They took it, the man moaned. They stole the stone elephant. Achara looked behind the man and saw that the ancient elephant statue was missing. They just grabbed it and ran, the injured man continued. I tried to stop them, but they knocked me down. Achara looked back at Grandpa and the twins. We must have barely missed them. Look, Susie said, pointing to the man's clenched fists. He was holding black feathers. Where did you get those? she asked the man. The man held out the feathers. They were wearing these when they came in. Black feathers, dressed like birds. I yanked some loose when I grabbed at them. Grandpa took one of the feathers. The Siamese fireback, he muttered. Why are people dressed in feathers stealing these statues? Susie asked. Grandpa shook his head. I don't know. But something tells me it doesn't stop here. Anything new from the book? They stepped away from the group to talk in private. Susie glanced down at the pages. It's another temple, she said. What Mahadat? Achara's eyes grew wide. I know what they're going for. Without a minute to lose, they ran down the stone steps, passing Sawyer, who was down below, chewing on grass. Come on, Sawyer, we gotta go, Susie called to him. (laughs) <laughs> Nothing's working, Sawyer cried, spitting out grass. They hopped into the cab, and Grandpa nodded to the Globetrotter tickets in the guidebook. Susie motioned to a chara and then looked back at Grandpa. Are you sure? she whispered. We have no other option. Susie took out the Globetrotter tickets, held them tight, and then asked the cab driver to take them to Wat Mahadat. Vroom! The car jolted forward like a rocket and blurred through the cities, jungles, and countryside. Occasionally, the car would slow enough for them to get a glimpse of the outside. The window blurred and then cleared, looking out at gravity-defying monolith cliffs jutting out of gorgeous beaches. The window blurred again and then cleared, showing a family of elephants bathing under a jungle waterfall. The glimpses continued until the car started to slow. When it finally came to a stop, the cab driver breathed heavily and then burst into sobs. (laughs) Achara, too, looked rattled. What is this strange magic? she said. No time to explain. Out of the cab. Grandpa practically pushed them all out. They're going to try to steal the statue head and the tree roots, Achara said, breaking into a run. Grandpa knew exactly which statue she was referring to. He and the twins ran behind Achara as she passed the temple and headed for the ancient tree. They skidded to a stop in front of a massive tree that looked as old as the earth itself. The whole bottom half was a complicated web of intertwining roots, winding around the nearby brick wall like brown tentacles. In the middle of the roots was a hole. It's gone! Achara cried. They've already taken it. The bird people, Sawyer shouted, his mouth full of napkins. He pointed down the path towards two people dressed in black feathers, running away with something wrapped in cloth. Stop them, Grandpa said. They chased after them and ran deeper into the trees at the edge of the park. Grandpa Chara, and the twins rounded a corner just in time to see a trap door in the trunk of a tree close. They went in there, Susie said, pointing to the trunk. They ran up to the tree and pounded on the trunk, trying to find some sort of button or lever. A few bystanders walked by and took pictures with their phones as the crazy family banged on the tree like monkeys. Americans, one of them said, shaking his head. Sawyer saw fruit in one of the branches. Maybe that'll cool off my mouth, he thought. He reached for the branch to pull himself up, but it bent under his weight. "'Dang!' he moaned. "'But as the branch bent, the trunk door opened. "'Look, it's open!' Susie cheered. "'Quickly they ducked under the doorway, "'yanked Sawyer along, and the door closed behind them. "'The bystanders outside slowly stopped laughing "'and stared silently into their phones "'as if they'd just captured a video of Bigfoot. "'Sawyer and Susie had to keep themselves from gasping "'when they set foot inside the trunk. "'It was a real tree,' but it had been hollowed out and turned into a spiral staircase that led underground. Flickering light bulbs protruded out of the wood walls and lit the stairs. Grandpa led the way, and they tiptoed down, down, down the spiral staircase. As they neared the bottom, they could hear voices getting louder. "'We lost them, sir, but they were right on our tail,' said one of the voices. "'Did they see you carrying the statue?' said another voice." It's possible, sir. Fools! They'll have the entire Thai army scouring every inch of the temple grounds by the end of the day! When Grandpa Chara, and the twins reached the bottom of the stairs, they found themselves in a huge cave filled with wet stalactites and stalagmites. Water dripped from the stalactites into an emerald pool nearby, and bats hung upside down from the ceiling. Luckily, there was a wide boulder at the bottom of the steps that they were able to hide behind. Susie carefully peeked over the rock to get a better look. Four crystal chandeliers hung from the rocky ceiling and lit a table below. The table was as long as a school bus, and sitting around it were men and women dressed in fancy clothes, all of them wearing different kinds of hats, each with a black feather sticking out of it. A man and a woman, dressed completely in feathers, we're setting down the statue they'd just stolen next to a pile of other precious statues. "'The black feather must be kept secret,' the man at the end of the table was saying. He wore a gold suit with a gold hat that had a long black feather poking out of it. "'If word gets out who's behind all this, we'll have more than just the army to worry about. Our alliance has limited resources.' He looked at the feathered workers. "'Have the relics loaded onto the crow immediately.' The feathered pair nodded and started loading the precious statues onto a cart. "'We have to stop them,' Achara whispered. "'I'm thinking,' Grandpa told her as he looked around the room. "'What if we—' Susie started to say, but she froze as she noticed a giant cockroach crawling up Sawyer's shoulder. Sawyer, still suffering from a burning mouth, slowly looked at her. "'What?' he asked. The cockroach made its way onto his hair— "'Susie, what?' It crawled onto his forehead, and Sawyer immediately went cross-eyed. He let out little silent screams. Everybody was trying to calm him down. Grandpa tried to swat the bug away, but accidentally smacked Sawyer in the face a couple of times instead, since Sawyer kept moving around. The cockroach crawled between Sawyer's eyes and stopped on the tip of his nose." Its long, nasty antenna twitched and tickled Sawyer's lips. Baaaa! Sawyer finally screamed at the top of his lungs. Everyone at the table jumped out of their seats. The feathered pair quickly ran with the cart full of statues towards an open door at the other end of the room. Save the statues, Grandpa said, pulling his belt off his pants. Achara jumped over the boulder, slid down the slimy rock, and leapt off with a kick knocking a golden gun out of one of the fancy people's hands. Taken by surprise, more people at the table struggled for their weapons as Achara flipped, kicked, and punched at the group. The feathered pair were almost to the door with the statues. Grab on, Grandpa told the twins. Sawyer and Susie clung to their grandpa as he pulled his belt back and whipped it forward. The belt extended in his hands and lashed out, tying itself to one of the crystal chandeliers. With the twins holding onto his sides, he jumped off the boulder and they swung from the belt whip across the room and over the table until they reached the thieves. Whack! Both Sawyer and Susie kicked them to the ground. Grandpa yanked the belt loose and tied the feathered goons together using his belt. Sawyer and Susie watched, amazed, as Achara took on everyone back at the table single-handed. She swung from the chandelier and kicked someone over their chair, then swung back and kicked another person into the emerald pool. A few rapid punches hit their target as she landed. Then she rolled under the table and kicked and another pair of legs went down. Enough, shouted the man in gold. To the crow. He threw a golden marble at the ground and it exploded in a cloud of fog. The fog filled the cavern, making it impossible to see. Sawyer and Susie couldn't even see their hands in front of their faces. Through the gray cloud, they could hear feet scrambling, people whimpering, and finally, the door closing and ceiling shut next to them. As the fog thinned, they could see that the cave was completely empty except for them, Grandpa, and Achara. The room rumbled and the doors peeled away from the cave walls. The twins watched stunned as what they thought were doors in the rock were revealed to be part of a crow-shaped jet that was pulling away from the cave, leaving a gaping hole in the wall. Grandpa and the twins ran to the hole and watched the silver bird-shaped jet fly off through the dark cave tunnel. They're getting away, Susie shouted. Let them go, Grandpa said holding his back. At least we have the statues and these two hooligans to... Grandpa looked at the ground where the two feathered thieves had been tied up. They were gone. They made off with my belt! Sawyer looked back at Achara and for once forgot about his burning mouth. Those were some impressive ninja skills. You know, I myself dabble in martial arts. You could say I'm a ninja part-time. Where'd you learn to fight like that? Susie asked. I am a TIE fighter, Achara said, checking herself for any wounds. I trained from an early age. I've never heard of a TIE fighter before, Susie said. Sawyer scoffed. Seriously? Everyone knows that a TIE fighter is a type of spaceship from Star Wars. (laughs) Come on, Susie. Grandpa rolled his eyes. Achara... You'll see that these artifacts are safely returned to their temples," Achara nodded. "I'm making the call now." "What time is it?" Susie asked. Grandpa looked at his watch and stiffened. "3:55. We've got to get back out into the city and find a clock. Quick, up the stairs." Everyone ran up the stairs and out into the park. "The clock tower's just around that corner." Grandpa pointed up ahead. They ran for the tower. As they neared the corner, Susie noticed Achara turn down an alleyway. Curious, she turned around and followed her. "'Susie, what are you doing?' Sawyer shouted. "'One sec!' She followed Achara from a distance and saw her turn into an old door in a narrow passageway. Susie ran up to it and looked into the window. Through the dirty glass, she could see Achara in an old, abandoned bookshop. Achara was reaching for something on one of the tables.' Susie gasped when she saw what it was a spinning globe. Glancing around the room, Achara reached out and touched it. Susie now Grandpa called down the alley. Susie turned and booked it back down the alley and ran with Sawyer and Grandpa to the tower. The clock came into view just as it struck four. Gong Gong They were back in Grandpa's attic. Silence filled the room as they caught their breath. Sawyer and Susie looked at each other and realized they had missed the cold thrill of traveling by globe. What a rush! Then they remembered their parents were still downstairs. The three of them bolted back down to the living room, where they found their grandma still desperately trying to distract their parents. She had resorted to juggling spoons, Sawyer blew by them and headed straight for the kitchen. Hot, 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 he cried, throwing open the fridge and grabbing a jug of milk. He threw off the cap, chugged the milk, and then set it down with a relieved sigh. Then he gagged and ran for the bathroom. His parents watched him run down the hall and then gave Susie a confused look. Don't ask, she said with a sigh. Where have you guys been, her mom asked. Yeah, we really missed you guys, Grandma said through gritted teeth. Oh, we were just, we were just taking a trip down memory lane up in the attic, Susie said, shooting Grandpa a smile. Attics are full of curious things, her dad said. You know, I once found a mummified cat in my grandma's attic when I was a kid. True story. He exhaled. (sighs) Ah. Couldn't sleep for weeks after that. "'You know what?' her mom said. "'Your dad and I were thinking that maybe it's time you and Sawyer start coming back to visit your grandma and grandpa. "'They could use some help cleaning up around here.' Grandma raised an eyebrow and bit her tongue. Susie beamed. "'Really?' She jumped onto the couch and hugged her parents. "'As long as it's okay with grandma and grandpa,' her dad said. "'What do you say, Dad?' Grandpa smiled. I think we'll manage. Hey, Rocketeers, I hope you enjoyed this season two premiere of Grandpa's Globe. I'm so excited they're back. I want to give a shout out to a very faithful Grandpa's Globe fan. Milana, thank you so much for listening. She's seven and has already been to 23 countries. I have to admit, I'm a little jealous. Needless to say, she has something in common with Sawyer and Susie. Milana, you're awesome. Thanks for listening to the show. And thank you, Rocketeers, for tuning in. Don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get the podcasts and tell your friends and family that Grandpa's Globe is back. Till next time, Rocketeers. This is your host, Greg Webb.